Hello, my beautiful bossy people. This is Tisa Smart Washington. And I'm Angela Calloway. And on this episode of Boss, we're talking about intentions. And as Mama Oprah would say, the why behind the why. The why behind the why. Hi, I'm Angela Calloway. And I'm Tisa Smart Washington. And this is Boss. Brilliantly owning self and success. So we're two friends on a journey to own ourselves and our success in the most authentic way possible. We found ourselves constantly on the phone, texting, motivating one another with different topics and ideas and having discussions around how to have greater agency in our own lives. And we realized we're not the only ones. So we invite you to come along on this journey with us. This is Boss. Brilliantly owning self and success. All right, everybody. So today we're going to be talking about intention. And I'm going to be honest, y'all. Intention is a buzzword that kind of became very popular about five or six years ago. And you started hearing all of this talk around intention. And for and from my honest seat, um, sometimes I get, I get sick and tired of hearing it. I really do. Because people, people say, oh, you got to be intentional. Oh, you got to be intentional. But recently... Um, I heard Oprah talking about intention and she really gave it a deeper thought to it. What did Oprah say? You know, see y'all what had happened was <laughs> I went to the 2020 Vision Tour and she spent a great deal of time in the tour, in her lecture, talking about intention and she calls it the why behind the why now i always say the why behind the what but she calls it the why behind the why and it's why are you doing what you're doing you know why what's your intention behind it and really understanding what you're trying to gain what's motivating what you're trying to gain or what you're trying to feel and what's motivating why you're trying to feel something you may identify that if you're chasing something because you're trying to, to generate a feeling that what you need to do is heal in an area. I know I certainly did. Mm, that's good. I realized that you're chasing, you're trying to chase, you're trying to gain a feeling through your behaviors, but really what you need to do is sit with the issue and work through it. Yep. Or you're trying to gain a result because you want a result, but maybe you need to think about is that the right th is that the right result for you like there's so many things that can come out of when you start really examining on a deeper level what's driving your behaviors what are you intending to happen with what you're doing with what your your goal is what are you what are you thinking will trigger you through your intentions and that's good because you know, you touched on behaviors and uh, a lot of times we feel like if we do what the other person did, then we should get what the other person has. Because we've heard that. Yeah. We've heard that. We've heard that a lot. You do what I did. You get what I got. And we know that's not, we've lived enough to know. We talked about in the last episode processes and we know that's not true. I can do everything that you did and still won't get what you got. Right. Because our intentions may be different. Our experiences are definitely going to be different. 
And so our outcomes are going to be different. It's just mm-hmm. the natural way of things. So how do you think that you move away from the behavior and you and you start to zero in or you really zero in on the intention? I think you ask yourself, why am I doing this? Why do I want this? And then letting it letting it marinate. When we first did the exercise of why are you do why why are you doing what you're doing? I had one idea about myself, and then hours later, after kind of because I massaged it when I first got to my answer, I sent you uh, um a thing asking you, am I competitive? Because I thought that the reason I wanted a particular goal is because I'm a competitive person and I'm trying to win and and this is this. So I I asked my sister, I asked you, I asked my husband, I asked um. My girlfriend, Christy, I said, hey, do you think I'm competitive? And honestly got like four totally different answers. Mm -hmm. And because I didn't get the same answer, and when I've sampled you and my husband and my sister, you all will, when it's true, it's resounding. Mm -hmm. You all will pull out that thing and it's going to sit. Like, you all will use different words, but the sum total is going to be the same when I get to it. When I get to the answer, it's going to be the same across the board. Mm-hmm. But in this, for this example, you all had different answers. So I said, I need to sit with this a little more. And by the time I sat with it hours later, I realized that it was something completely different. And that it that the real answer was rooted in, girl, you need to sit down and get yourself together because you picked a goal. You're chasing a goal because really what you're chasing is the need to hit a feeling. Mm-hmm. And you, need to, you need to understand what's driving that, why that's important, and put it to bed. That's why it's important. That's why it's important that you ask yourself, why do I want this? What am I hoping to achieve by getting this? What do I'm thinking is going to come from this? What is my expectation? Now, do you think that a lot of people, when they start to ask themselves that question, do you think they, they know right off the bat? Well, you said that you didn't know right off the bat, or you thought mm-hmm. it was one thing, and, and it took you a little while to process and get to what you really thought it was. What made you dig a little bit deeper and not just pick something because Oprah said, pick it? It was the way Oprah asked the question. So the way she set the question up was she asked... Pick a failure, pick a goal that you want. She didn't say pick a failure. She said pick a goal that you wanted to achieve and didn't reach the goal. Why did you want this specific goal? What did you think this reaching this goal would bring you and would bring your life? Mm-hmm. How did you think you would benefit from achieving this goal? And you know, but that's good because... In one of our previous podcasts, we talked about how failure teaches you more mm-hmm. than success ever does. So the fact that she wanted you to look at a at a failure or look at a an opportunity for growth. Oh, <laughs> come on now. Here she go. That she wanted you to look at that and not look at an area where we all want to look. We all want to look at our highs and our mm-hmm. mountaintops. And the fact that she said don't look there is very interesting to me. That's so good. Because that... The miss, a missed opportunity is going to highlight, you're going to remember anything that you miss and fail at, 
you remember that feeling more than you remember the feeling of success. I, for me, for me, the feeling of success sometimes does, it's always the yes. I just feel like good, you did it. Mm-hmm. But when you experience, or when I, because I'm speaking for me, when I experience failure and disappointment, I experience it in, in so many different areas. Mm-hmm. If I feel like I missed the mark in my marriage, in my relationship with my husband, it's not just that one area. It's always, for me anyway, it builds. What do you, what do you mean? What do you mean? I mean, it's not just that single ball drop. So let's say he asked me to... Um, my husband does the laundry and I, and thank God for it. Cause let me tell y'all, I don't do laundry. Mm-hmm. I will, but it's not my preferred thing to do. I don't like laundry. Um, so he does laundry and then every now and again, he'll say, Hey, can you put on a load of clothes? And I'll say, sure, honey. I know that if I don't put that load of clothes on, it sets him off. Mm-hmm. Because he feels like, look, you don't have to do laundry. I never ask you to do laundry. So if I ask you to do something with this laundry, your answer better be, Motisa. <laughs> <laughs> what can I give you? Motisa? What, what? Yes, absolutely. I forgot to put the laundry on. He asked me to. He asked me to put it on. I forgot to put it on. It's not just a, oh, I'm sorry, I forgot to put the laundry on. In my mind, I'm like, oh, I, I failed. Oh, he's going to be mad with me. Oh, how's this going to play out later on? Oh, now he's going to be staying with me for a couple days. He's going to feel unsupported. Now, that's my own internal spiral. Mm-hmm. Okay, so why do you feel like it? Because for him, it could legitimately just be she forgot. Mm-hmm. But because I know the level of importance, I have put a grade on how important it is that I not drop this ball. And if I drop this ball, then it could mean my husband will hate me forever. Mm-hmm. Okay, well then let's examine the intention behind why you don't, why dropping a ball is so critical in my mind in marriage. Mm-hmm. Like I would, I would need to go and sit with that. Now, that was a knee-jerk answer. So I don't have any answers to all those questions that I just raised for myself. But that's something I I would need to sit with is, why do you feel like because you forgot laundry? he you forgotten before, mm-hmm. and he got mad, but it wasn't detrimental. So that raises red flags in my mind of things that I might be attributing to my husband that might not be true. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. Is my intention in putting the laundry in there to help out in the house? Or is my intention in doing the laundry to keep my husband's mouth shut? Right. That's the real intention. Right. Is my intention that I need to keep things smooth so I can go flip and twirl and all the ways I want to flip and twirl so I can beat out of the house? Right. Or, because I do do a lot out the house. So is my intention in doing the laundry so I can be free to do what I want to do and I don't want him mad because I didn't do my share in the house? Or is my intention to genuinely be a great partner? Right. So what is the narrative that you have created around? Because it's the narrative this, out there that's in my thing. head that's crazy. Yeah. They don't have nothing to do with the, the Pisces tea in China. You need to sit down and figure that out. Yep. That's good. 
Because my real intention should be how to be a better partner. Mm-hmm. I hope y'all was able to follow that because I went all the way around no. the bush to come all the way yeah. back home. But that's, that highlights how intention works. And that's and that's really good because, um, because a lot of times we don't even see the benefit of looking at the intention, looking at intention when it comes to those everyday things in our lives. And the more we step back and say, okay, why am I doing even these things that I do on autopilot? Why am I doing them? A lot of times you'll begin to discover that you're not doing them for the reasons that you've told yourself that you are doing them. That's exactly right. You know, I went to um, a, um, a little wine. There's a little <clears throat> wine shop here in Conyers, and they did a sip and chat a couple of weeks ago. And I attended the event. And there was a lady there, and she was sharing that she talks to herself, that she checks in with herself. So when she's on her long rides to, to Atlanta or, you know, across the city, wherever she's going, that she'll ask herself, how are you feeling today? And she says sometimes she'll get an answer that she didn't even she didn't even expect. Because as she's going from day to day, she's not taking the time to really be intentional about her own actions. And then when she is, she realizes she realizes a lot of times that she's doing things for reasons other than the ones that she's telling herself. And she was like, It's crazy if you do it. So when I left there, I did it. Mm-hmm. And she was right. Because when you start to consider yourself and consider your actions, it takes you to a different place than you go when you're just on autopilot. It's the best form of mindfulness. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it is. We use the term be mindful and be more mindful. But how do you really do that? We say pay attention. How do you pay attention? How do you come off of autopilot? Mm-hmm. And she has a great way of doing that. That's a great way of not being an autopilot. Right. It is a great way of saying... Because you can be on autopilot in one area and not in another. I'm not on autopilot as a parent. Right. But I'm on autopilot when it comes to this chicken and these rolls. <laughs> yeah. You get up in the morning and you... Auto, we, I love coffee. You get up in the morning and your cream and your sugar. And then when you start counting calories and you realize that this one cup of coffee, after you add the wonderful cream the sugar, and you stir it all around, that this cup of coffee is now 250 calories. You have three of them a day. Right. That's, that's, if I haven't learned anything from doing Weight Watchers, I learned that a lot of what I did was just me operating on autopilot. That I didn't even enjoy or want all that I was doing. So, you know, creamer is a good thing, a, a good example. I love my coffee and I want cream in my coffee. Mm-hmm. And what I realized is that if I just pour it out, I'll be pouring for days and it's nice and creamy. But if I measure it out, then I know how many points, one or two, not one, because that is the devil, two tablespoons, maybe three tablespoons, I know how many points um, that will cost me. And I'm willing to spend it. And I realize that I am just as satisfied with six as I was with pouring all day. That's right. But it wasn't until I started paying attention to what I was doing that I realized that I was actually digging myself deeper in a hole that I didn't even want to be in. That's right. And I had the same experience with coffee because I drink it all day. 
but I'm not thinking of it. I don't even consider it that it's really that if you put enough cream and sugar in your coffee that it has a high yeah you know a high amount of calorie and fat and it's it's not healthy mm-hmm. black coffee is fine but if you're adding the cream and the sugar and now we put little pats of butter in our coffee because it makes it taste so wonderful but when you finish adding it you got a nice 250 calorie cup that's what they say about um salads too you would think that you eating a, oh, I'm being healthy. I'm going to eat a salad today. You might as well go get you that Whopper with cheese because. By the time you add the fried chicken, the extra cheese, and now that's one for me because I like cheese on my salad and I want a lot of cheese. So by the time you put the amount of cheese on there that you really want on the salad, it's no longer a healthy salad. Right. I call myself making a taco salad. My husband made me a taco salad. And so then afterwards, I'm going to add up all the points. After I've eaten the salad <laughs> before. Now, I didn't do it that's before. The, that's the devil. So by the time I added the Doritos that I put on the salad, because I did put Doritos on the salad for my for my thing. By the time I put the Doritos on the salad, the the turkey, it was ground turkey, so I felt, felt good about putting the ground turkey on there. And it wasn't that much. The ranch dressing that oh, I used... Mm-hmm. That's six points. No, no. When I finished that salad, it was 18 points. Yeah. When I finished adding everything just between the ranch, the meat, the Doritos, and the amount of cheese on that salad. Yeah. Yep. Four items made it 18 points. Yeah. No, it was 16 points. I finished the day with two points left over. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, because my favorite salad is... My favorite Weight Watchers meal, and this is not the Weight Watchers episode, but since we're talking about it, my favorite one is um, the apple pecan chicken salad from Wendy's. Apple pecan chicken salad is 15 points if you get the blue cheese, because blue cheese crumbles, nine points. Nine. And when you get the salad, if you get the salad and you don't eat the pecans, it's one point, because the chicken breast is zero. You have to count the one point for the cranberries. Everything else is zero. So some that one thing is what pushes up the um the points value. Pushes the points value up. That so between that and the um, pecans, you had a fifteen point salad. And just by paying attention to what you are doing and removing those things that are good, but are they are they that good? You know, and and you may say, I really want these blue tree cheese crumbles. So you're willing to give up something else for it. But, you know, when you, um, when you really take a step back and look at what you are doing, you'll begin to realize that some of the things that are not serving me, I don't really need them in my life anyway. That's so good. And then that, has, that, that makes you look at a bigger picture. What is my intention for my life? Right. And are all the different areas of my life lining up with the intention that I have for my life? That's good because if I'm looking at, again, if I'm looking at this salad and I'm just like, you know, I really want blue cheese right now. But I'm able to pull back and look at the intention for my life. I want to be healthy. I want to be able to run around with my kids. I want to. I don't want to have to wheeze when I'm going up the stairs. Then when I'm comparing this one salad to that the decision is not a hard decision for it's me. It's not a hard decision to make. But if I'm just focused in on this salad right now, this meal, 
that I may fall into that that ditch or that behavior that I really don't want. And it applies to everything. If you look at relationships, what is my what is my attention for my marriage? Right. Do I just want to be able to say, is my intention to just be able to go out and say, hi, I'm married? Or is my intention to have a marriage that I love, a marriage that I like? Because you can be married to someone you like and still don't like the marriage. Right. Right. I like you the person, but right. I don't like what we're creating together. Right. What is my intention in being married? Or in this argument, am I going to be so focused on winning that I'm going to tear down the marriage? Because it's my intention to build up my marriage and make it stronger. Or is my intention to tear the band down. And that's the to thing. To tear the person down. To and win the argument. What's the intention? And this is a trick of the enemy. Because behavior looks looks the same in a lot of cases. Yes, it does. Because, so 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 I think you, there's this meme that goes around Facebook and it's, it's like, oh, your most honest friend is your best friend. Or, oh, I just keep it real like those people. Mm-hmm. There are some people that are just really just mean and nasty people you're not keeping it real you want to tear other people down now it may look the same i may say angela i don't like those glasses on you what is my intention though it's my intention to say you know oh it it gives off a different look or is my intention really to just be like she thinks she cute in them glasses and they are not you know i may say the same thing but my intention is the real driver Right. And, and just for the record, her glasses are bomb. Okay, I asked her about them when, Listen, <laughs> when she, she got came a thing in. for these frames. Honey. I do, honey. Yes, you might see me in them. I get may them. be asking because I want to get them. Get a pair, honey. Yeah. I love them. They are fabulous. Um, I agree with that. I agree with that totally. I think I think we have to just look in for all the areas of our life. We have to stop and say, what is my intention in the area of my of my relationships? You know, it's my intention to just have somebody to say I have somebody for my single folk. Right. Or it's my intention to have a good relationship. Right. It's my intention to not be alone. Right. And what you know, what's what's driving why am I with somebody who I know doesn't make me happy? This is not what I want. What's my intention? Mm-hmm. I think that's I think that's the power of intention. So while people while I think we've always heard that word used to say, you have to be intentional. I think what Oprah did that I thought was really poignant was, why are you being intentional about something? Right. Why? Like, like examine why you're being intentional about wanting a promotion. Like, why do you want the promotion? Because I think that there's a difference between being intentional and having the right intentions. It's, come on. <laughs> That's so good. Yes. (laughs) She laughing at me, y'all, because it felt good to me, and I had a whole reaction. It is. Because you can want that. I want that Jaguar, and I'm going to be intentional when I go out and get it, and I know exactly what I want to do. But when you're looking at the intention, you're asking, why do I want to do this thing? It's a difference. It's a difference. What do I think is going to happen if I buy the Jaguar? Mm Mm-hmm. That's one of the reasons why living my best life drives me crazy. And I'm Uh-oh. glad that it has all the way kind of died down now. <laughs> because, because, or, or I think what has replaced it is the whole self-care movement, you know? No, self-care been out here a long time. You know, living my best life was just an excited season <laughs> of it. 
itself. But it addresses the same thing. Uh-uh, it was Hot Girl. Hot Girl Summer. That was the new best life, was the Hot Girl Summer. But it is because a lot of what you see as being touted as self-care is going on vacation. Mm-hmm. And the truth of the matter is that if it is self-care does not leave you in a worse situation than you were in before. That is the truth. So if my self-care is I'm going on vacation, but when I get home, my lights are off and I can't pay my bills and I got to worry about them coming to pick up my car. Then was it really self-care? Was it really self-care? No. It wasn't. Mm-mm. And then it depends on who. Cause Self-care I, is not harmful. It's not harmful. It's not, and it, it, and then when you when I see people, and this is a total sidebar, when I see people on vacation and their families, and it's a family, I'm looking like somebody tired because it take a lot, <laughs> right, to run up to run the family during vacation and come up with the plan. Oh, somebody working, right? It's not self care for somebody, right? Somebody come home and need a vacation from the vacation, so vacation is not necessarily. A, a place of rest or a resting season. But what is your intention? Getting back to intention, what is your intention? Is the intention to create this narrative online? Like we are just this TV family and we can afford to go on vacation, whether we can really afford to do it or not. That's right. You know, you know, is that whole fake it till you make it. But if I'm faking it, then I don't have any energy or capacity to really try to make it. Because you only have so much resource that you can put out there for anything. That's so good. You know, what? It, what is your intention? And I think that takes a lot of self-work. That's, it does. Because when you highlight something that's crazy, when you realize, okay, in this area, I need work. Mm-hmm. So for my example, when Mama O asked about um, what was your goal? One of mine was I really wanted to be promoted to a director. And I didn't get the job. And it really devastated me. It did. I was devastated and not devastated in the sense of like I went into a depression. But I just didn't understand why achieving that goal was so... Why why I didn't hit the goal. So when the question came up and I thought about it and I finally got to a very real answer, I realized that it was me chasing chasing an idea of I don't want to fail. I don't mm-hmm. want to be a failure. Mm-hmm. And the movement would give me the feeling of I'm achieving it would give me the feeling of I'm achieving. So really what you're seeking is validation. Mm-hmm. I'm saying all that to say what you're seeking, Angela, is validation. That's what you're looking for. You're looking for the job to give you validation. Okay, well then, you know you know that's out of whack and you know better than that. Mm-hmm. So how have you let this live in your life for so long? Because this happened years ago. This isn't like a recent failure. This happened like, what, maybe four years? No, 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 no. Two years ago. So you've been letting this run in your life, run rampant in your life and drive you and push behaviors in you that aren't productive because your intention was foul. And what you really need to do is sit down and deal with you. Mm -hmm. 
So let me ask you this question. Then what happens when you get that thing and it's not what you thought it was going to be? Because it's never going to be what you intended. And we have the right to change our minds as adults. It happens all the time. We get something and realize, you know, I thought this was going to be different. But if you have the same messed up intention, mm -hmm. all you're going to do is land in another place having the same experience over and over again. Yes. It's like dating the same man over and over again because you have not done the work. You have not sat down and looked at your intention and what's driving this behavior and what's driving these choices and what's driving this. So when you go back out there, you still take the same messed up intention and pick a whole new man and pick a whole new job and pick a whole new house and pick a whole new situation all because you didn't fix it. Right. You didn't fix it in you first. Because you're trying to fix the surface. You're trying to smooth out the covers and you need to remake the bed. You need to pull them all off. All off. And start all over. And start all over. And right. if you, and if you sometimes you, when you snatch the covers off, you realize the mattress is messed up. Mm -hmm. Yes. So we're going to have to throw the mattress out. Right. Or you might get down there and say, okay, this bed still, maybe it's the bed frame. Honey, I might need a new bed. Or you busy smoothing, smoothing, smoothing. And you, you going to throw out the whole bed. And what you didn't realize is that all you had to do was pull back the covers and fix the sheets. Now that, that was good. <laughs> you threw away the whole bed because all you needed to do was fix the sheets. Right. All yeah. you needed to do was stop and fix the sheets. But you got you to gotta dig deep. You have to get away from surface living. And you have to start to look at your intention. Because a lot of times when you begin to look at your own intention, you'll begin to realize that the expectations that you have of other people are misplaced. Yes. Because if I can feel or realign or bring into um, alignment that thing that um, that my my lack of intention allowed me to manifest in my life, then the expectations that I have of you will be very different. Ooh, girl, you dealing with some issues <laughs> on today. Because why do I have an expectation of my husband? Why do I have this expectation of my husband? Why do I have this expectation of my partner, of my wife, of my spouse? Mm-hmm. Because cause one thing I learned early on in marriage is that I spent a lot of time, because I had kids fairly quickly after we got married. And, and so I went into the whole wife mode, mother mode, taking care of other people. And then one day I woke up and I was just burnt out and I was mad and angry at the world. Ooh, and I realized that. I was feeling that at that point, I was feeling like I take care of you. I take care of the kids. I take care of everybody and nobody takes care of me. Ooh, and now I'm mad at you because you're not taking care of me. And it's your job to take care, care of me because I'm your wife. That's how you feel. See, I took it right out of mouth, y'all, because I know it. I didn't said it. And what I had to realize is that, well, wait a second. You're not taking care of yourself. That's right. And that's why you feel so empty. That's because right. you're giving out of nothing. And so I had to begin to focus on taking care of myself. So now my expectation of my husband is not to take care of me from nothing. It is to 
add to the care that I'm already giving myself, to enhance the care that I'm already giving myself. That's so good. Not replace it. If you hear that, people, you have to enhance the care that you're already giving yourself. If you're dating someone Mm -hmm. that's not enhancing the care that you're already taking care of yourself, I would say you need to re-examine that. What's your intention? (laughs) Right. Re-examine that. What's motivating you to remain in that relationship? That's just good. Yeah. That's good stuff. And we have to do that for every area of our life. Mm-hmm. What is my intention financially? I think we're all, especially when your ends are meager, meager, and I should say meager, because you can have a lot of money, but you have a lot of bills, so right. it feels meager. Right. Um, what's your intention financially? If it is your intention to have wealth when you retire, then you can't spend everything you get today. That's right. Because it's just not going to happen automatically. Mm-hmm. What is your intention financially? What, what, this is my intention. Okay, if I'm not hitting the intention, if I'm not working towards that intention, why am I not working towards that intention? But a lot of times we don't have an intention. We're just rolling. We get it and we're just, we're letting life, life's intention Live run us. us. That's right. You know, because everything, everything has an intention. You know, Georgia Power's intention is to get you to pay the bill. Their agenda is going to be different than yours. Well, it shouldn't be because if you got the power, then you should pay the bill. That's right. You know, and so to think that life's intention or the intention of other things in your life, um, or I wouldn't say that if I would say when you allow other intentions to run your life, then then you will be burned out. Cause everybody has an intention. Yeah. Man. I find that I watch more Netflix today than I do regular TV. Mm-hmm. I realize I eat out less. Mm-hmm. Because when you sitting in front of the TV and that burger come across the screen and it look all juicy. Oh yeah. I want a burger. Oh, that was good. Cause I mm. don't. I don't watch a lot of regular TV anymore either. And since I stopped watching regular TV, I don't get the ads. Yeah. I don't get the commercials. So I don't, I'm not triggered by the signs. And then I realized because I don't see the ads when I'm out, I don't really see the restaurants anymore. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not getting those second, I'm not getting those commercials. And then when I'm out, I see the sign and say, ooh, I did want the burger. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I did Oh, want. they did? Yes, that's good. I don't, because I'm not I don't know about, what is. What, what what is the newest and hottest thing? Unless it's a Popeye's craze, yeah, yeah. I don't know what the newest things that. The, I went to I McDonald's the other day, and I can, I probably have not eaten at McDonald's in about two years. Oh wow! No, yeah, that's not my story. Yeah, and it was just that where I was, that was the first place that I saw, and I hadn't eaten all day. Mm-hmm. Um, but just that, yeah, I don't get those. You don't have those crazy oh, urges. They, they got the they got the new chicken deluxe something. Let me try it. Cause I have no idea what's out there. Because their job, they're intentionally putting this before your eyes and letting you know we got a ninety nine cent special. Oh, we got a dollar ninety nine cent. Like Red Lobster was a regular for us. We was going to Red Lobster probably at least minimum once a month. Mm-hmm. Red Lobster eaters. But I realized. It's because Red Lobster runs lots of commercials. Yeah. We're having the ships. All you can eat endless shrimp scampi. All you can eat shrimp. All, all you can eat crab legs. 
since we don't watch TV that much anymore, we don't know when they having no specials. So now we not going. Yep. That's we went good. and Red Lobster is a high Weight Watchers. Yes, it is. Those Cheddar Bay biscuits. Yes, they like six points a piece. <laughs> and you gonna eat at six least six to eight four. points. You yes. gonna eat at least four of those Cheddar Bays. Yes. And then with the sweet tea, mm-hmm. you have exhausted your day's worth of points. Yep. At yep. Red Lobster, and then I realized that we have not gone to Red Lobster since September, mm-hmm. all because we pretty much don't watch regular TV. Yeah. That's good. I watch regular TV maybe one time a week, so I don't know the special. So when I see Red Lobster, I don't have the same, oh my God, this is special. We got to go to Red Lobster. We got All of that is different because we don't see the commercials. And that's, and that's a good example because when you don't have your own intention, that's right. then you easily just follow along with the intention of... The marketing team of yeah, Red Lobster. Exactly. Exactly, yeah. Because... Cause um yeah, endless shrimp. Oh oh, endless shrimp is back. That's what they say. Endless shrimp is back. I have no idea when endless shrimp is back now. Right. Yeah. And it works in everything. I and you know I had to say thank you know I had to say thank you Jesus and I'm you know thank you Jesus thank you God because I've been looking to for another role since I didn't get the AD job I've been looking for the next role that I wanted and I've been looking for jobs that would gratify honestly. The ego, mm-hmm. that part of me that's seeking the, I want the job that gives that 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 validation that part. But really, those jobs are not jobs that would make me happy. Mm-hmm. And I told my husband today, I said the current role that I'm in, while I'm very grateful for my current job, this is the first job that I've ever had that did not directly help someone, and I actually don't like it. Mm-hmm. So, that changes my intention when I'm looking for roles. Am I intending to find a job that gratifies my ego or am I intending to find a job that complements my holistic life? Mm-hmm. I've always had a division between my, prof- my professional corporate career and then the part of me that does ministry and service and all of that. And I really want those two to align. Mm-hmm. I really want those two to be one and the same. So, am I looking for the next paying opportunity to support the work that I do or support my ego. And I really want the opportunity to support where the direction that my life is going. Right. But that comes from understanding what do you intend? What do you really intend to happen in your career? Or on autopilot, you just want the next title. Right. Right. And then you you get the job and hate the job. Or you just want the next thing that is offered to you. Oh, I think that you will be good at A, B, C, and D. And again... You just want to move. You just want to achieve me. You just want to feel successful, but hate it. And depending on where it's coming from, it could be that that other person has a different agenda. They just want to get this job filled. They know nobody can stay in this job, so they're just trying to put somebody in it that you may not necessarily be a good fit, and they know it, but they just need to put a body in it. That's right. And so then they build your ego up and you just go along with it because it sounds good because you have no real intention for your own life. Intention also makes you selective. Good. It makes you selective. It does. And I, I got silent because mm-hmm. I because as I think about the various areas of my life, an area that I need to examine also is makeup and mm-hmm. beauty products. 
Mm-hmm. What's your intention behind buying that new eyeshadow palette? Mm-hmm. You have 10. Why do you, <laughs> uh-huh. why do you need 11? Mm-hmm. What do you think this next palette is going to do for you? Mm-hmm. Why are you buying this handbag? You got a closet full of handbags. What do you think this next Louis Vuitton, this next coach, this next Brahmin, because I'm a Brahmin girl. Mm -hmm. What do you think this next bag is going to do for you? Mm -hmm. Because all the rest of these bags carry your stuff just fine. Right. It's not beat up or old or torn up. Those are reasons. What do you intend in buying this new bag? Right. And you'll find that when you begin to look at your intentions or the intent of your actions... That there is no real reason behind it. Yes. And then and so then you'll be able to say, I thought I wanted this, but yep. for no real reason whatsoever. For no because I just wanted it. Yeah. I just wanted it. Why? Right. Did the, was the other palettes broken? Why do you need a, a ton of makeup? Mm-hmm. What's your intention in having all this makeup? What you think it's going to do? Create a whole new face? Mm -hmm. Right, right. (laughs) What's your intention? And I think that as we look at that across all the various... Because the areas that I have determined aren't important, my life shows it. Mm -hmm. My life shows, it reflects that I don't think this is important in my life. Mm -hmm. I don't think that doing the dishes every day is important. And then often what will make us pay attention to stuff is tragedy. Mm-hmm. When something happens that's startling and it, then it gets your attention and say, oh, well, let me set an intention around this. Right. Right. When that happens, then you'll say, oh, I need to figure this out. And even in that, it's, it's, it's important to start being intentional Yes. at the times other than when once. The big things happen. You got it. Yeah. And I, and if I stick with beauty as an example, I worked out every day, and I'm a makeup head, so I have tons of makeup, and I wear makeup all the time. I love it. And then when I started working from home, my face underneath the makeup looked horrible. Mm-hmm. I had horrible skin, but I had learned how to cover it up with all the Maybelline. But then, once I started working from home more, and working from home 100% and not wearing makeup every day and not putting makeup on to go to the store and not because I'm just going to the store to grab something or grocery shop. Now I'm out and I feel vulnerable mm-hmm. because my skin did not look good. Mm-hmm. So I had to come back and say, okay, now I need to do skincare. Now I need to fix my face. I didn't pay attention to the skin when I could cover it up. Right. And then once I began to live my life without this covering seven days a week I don't have this covering then I set an intention to have good skin I didn't set the intention to have good skin until I started going out without the makeup yeah now I'm right here talking about okay let me make sure I'm at home at night buffing and exfoliating and putting on creams because my intention has changed around my skin now I didn't have that intention when I was covering up with makeup every day Mm -hmm. and we do that until the light shines directly upon what we're doing, until it changes and then it has a, a an effect, right? We don't focus and pay attention to it because right. we can cover it up. And a lot of times, that's all we're doing is covering up. You know, I worked a job at one point in my life 
I worked at an investment firm and the company was making the company was making $25 million a day. And company was making $25 million a day. And I mean, every, everything was great. Every, the, the company shut down for a week and we all went to the Ritz Carlton at Amelia Island. I mean, it was just lovely. That year, the company made $6.4 billion. billion in one year. Um, That was December. By April, the company was closing entire departments. And it was because when the money was rolling in, how the money was being spent was not a factor because it just covered up. Oh, we may may have lost 20 million, but we, we, or we may have lost 2 million yesterday but we brought in 25 million so it was just covering up the fact that they weren't managing the money as it 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 wasn't until the money that was not coming in anymore that it started to shine a light on um the management of the organization Mm -hmm. and you know, a lot of times when things are going well, it's it, 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 it clouds mm-hmm. us. So that's why it is important to step back and be and look at your intention, even when things are going well, because then you'll begin to see had they had they taken that look, they would have been able to see, oh, well, we're probably so front loaded that if something happens, and we're not bringing in this money anymore. We don't have a way to sustain ourselves. Because it's your intention to sustain the company so that you can be in it for years down the line? Or is your intention to have a good time today? Well, actually, it was that the intention was to make money. Mm. And we know that uh, there are a lot of people out there making money. That's right. They know how to make it. They can go out there and make it. Managing it is something totally different. That's so good. Saving it is something, being able to sustain is something totally different. That's so good. That's so good. Is your intention just to make money and spend it? You can have the intention to make money. And if you, and, and as we're saying, if you don't have the intention to do something healthy with that money, right, it goes right down the And ground. that can be said to any, about anything. Is your intention to lose weight? You willing to do whatever you got to do? Let me go get some crack. It'll make me lose weight, but is that sustainable? Listen, Mama O said this, and I literally, this was one of those moments where I want to jump up and run through the stadium. Okay, so I'm a goal-oriented person, right? I'm a bottom-line person. I've said that before. She said when she lost weight that first time and she pulled that wagon of fat out, Mm -hmm. and everybody remembers that moment because she was like really, 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 really skinny. Yeah. And she said, I didn't have one thought past what I would do past the day I dragged that out. If you don't have a thought, if you have a goal that this is the end. Because mm-hmm. the goal is never the end. Until it's the end, until it is the end for you, the goal is never the end. She said, my That's goal good. was to get that weight off. I didn't have one thought past that. And she said, the next morning, 
she said she weighed like four pounds heavier than she did the day before. Mm-hmm. By the end of the week, she weighed eight pounds more than that. Mm-hmm. And within six months, she gained all the weight, weight back plus 25 pounds because she didn't have one plan past that day. Mm-hmm. For us, bottom line, goal-oriented people. What's your intention? If your intention is to hit this, this, this right here, mm-hmm. and you don't have a thought beyond... What happens after I get this goal? Mm-hmm. You might get the goal and then get to the say, well, now what? Right. It's up. I got the house, but did I figure out how I was going to pay for it? I got the man and I got the ring and I, and I worried about this big wedding. And the day after I got to be married to you. Listen, and I tell, I tell single folk all the time, y'all better stop getting these men because these men want wives hear me my name is angela calloway and i support this message do not go run and grab these men because these men want wives you want to be married you want to get married you want to get married you ain't but he wants a wife he wants he wants you to cook they don't understand that before we start taping this podcast that tisa uh provided a lovely supple soft cheese I mean, not cheese, chicken breast, a lovely bed of vegetables <laughs> and rice for her family. Honey, that's the name of the game. Mm-hmm. She had to do her wifely duties before we could do the dream duties. That's what happens. Men want wives. So if you have not put one thought into how you going to, what's your intention? Is your intention to be married or be a wife? Right. Because well, it's your intention to get married. But it's your intention to be married. Because your intention, if your intention is to be a wife, oh, you better know that comes with doing some caretaking. You're going to cook some of the meals. You're going to clean up some clothes. Mm -hmm. Both, if your intention is to be married and be taken care of as a man, but you don't want the responsibility of taking care of a wife, you might need to ask yourself, do you want a wife? Right. Because there are responsibilities that come with being a husband. Yes. You got to provide for us as well in the ways that we need to be provided for so if you don't want to be a husband, don't go get no woman off the street. Leave her right where you found her. That's one thing that I always think about when you see... Um, and I meant her, not her. <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing that I, that I think about when you see infidelity in a marriage. Mm-hmm. Because the truth of the matter is that if you have a side piece, that side piece gets the benefit of you without the responsibility. Come on here. And how many know that's the hard part? Right. You giving her the pleasure. I got to work. I will bash your head <laughs> in, mister. And think about heaven later. But, but I mean, even, yeah. You know, you can take me to dinner. We can go out. We can have a good time. But I got bills at the house that need to be paid. I got bills at the house. I the am grass a- need to be cut. Little Johnny need to go to his uh band practice, dance practice, soccer practice. We got doctor's appointments over here. We got therapy appointments over there. Don't come over here with that foolishness. Right. Right. There is a whole level of responsibility. So, okay, so let's be clear on what is your intention. Because if your intention is just to get the benefit, because the truth of the matter is that you going to get it whether you intended to get it or not. All right. If you intended to get married mm-hmm. and you never intended to be married, guess uh-huh. what? Uh-huh. You're going to be married anyway. Yes. And, and you're going to have to deal with it. And then they're going to be sitting across from you, arguing at you because you're not performing the duties of a spouse, of a wife, of a husband. They're going to be mad with you about that. And you have to go back and ask yourself, what was my 
intention. And what is my intention now? What is my intention Because when your circumstances change, then your intentions may need to change as well. And and you know what? It does. One of the things that we do in in my marriage is we ask each other annually, you still want to do this? You want to do something different? Mm -hmm. We just hit 11 years. And one of the... God, girl, yeah, it's been 11 years. You know what, I say that, and then I think about, it's been 20 years for me, which is like crazy. It's going to be 21 years this year. 21 years. But my intention is not to be married just for the sake of saying I'm married. Mm -hmm. If we're not having a good union, then we need to figure something else out. Right. Do you still want to be married to me? I am a different woman than the woman you married. Absolutely, and you should be. And you've been in this thing long enough now to know whether or not you like it. Mm-hmm. Do you still want to be married? Do you still want to be married to me? And if you're not, then let's figure out something different. Mm-hmm. We ain't got to do it in no evil, mean, malicious way. Let's figure out what we're going to do here, sir. What is your intention? What is my intention? My intention is to be happily married. Right. My intention is to have a happy partnership. Is that your intention? Because if his intention is not the same as mine, we still got something to talk about. Right. And then even on the other end, you got to be clear about what your intention is if you decide that this is not it for me. That's right. Because if your intention is to be happily single, uh, oh, oh, you, gonna, oh. I, you know, if and your what, intention is to just not be married to you, you may end up in some other situation that is far worse than what you got going on right now. And you better ask yourself, what do you think that being single is going to bring you? Right. Okay, so you decide that you don't want this marriage anymore. Five, great, perfect. What do you think being single going to get you? Mm-hmm. What is your intention? What do you think will happen now that you're single? Right. How do you think you're, what do you expect to gain from single life? Because then it's, I don't have to deal with you anymore. Right. Right? Which is true. Uh-huh. But I'm going to have to deal with me. That's right. Or some other knucklehead out here, or some, you know. I'm going to have to deal with myself alone, which is a different me. That's a different you. Yeah. Because right now, there are things I don't even worry about. Cutting the grass. I'm not doing that. Right. You know, if I were single, I would either have to cut the grass. That's right. Pay somebody to cut the grass. Uh Uh-huh. Or beg somebody to cut the grass. Beg somebody to cut the grass. It's not even a thing on my list right now. So if I'm not clear on my intentions, I may run away from one thing and then run into something totally different that I did not expect. And that's what it is. Intentions help you. Deal with the unexpected or at least anticipate some of the unexpected. That's good. You know? I mean, we can't, we're not knowers of all things. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. But I think that it's fair enough to say that a lot of things that happen, had we taken the time to be intentional, we would have at least been clearer on where we're trying to get or, or, or clearer on what's coming down the pike for us. I think that's excellent. That was excellent, guys. She said that. That was a great, 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 great last nugget. I hope that you got it. Hit rewind if you didn't and listen to it again because it was really, really good. Let intention be your barometer, be your thermometer, be your testing, be the thing that you use to measure where your heart really is on things. Yeah. I think that's just excellent. And you have, and, and if you're not being intentional or living with intention, because mm-hmm. we said there's a difference between being intentional and, and living with, with intention. intention. That's so if, if you're not doing that now, take the time to ask yourself, 
why anything? Like it every could, area. It could be anything. Why do I have to drive the car that I drive or have even the things that you, you you're pretty much you think that you're good with? Stop it, and look at it again. Yeah. Do the exercise. That's right. Because when we think something is good, when we think it's a it's a healthy idea, then we don't examine it as much because we think it's great. It's a good idea. And sometimes you'll find that sometimes when you do the examination, you'll find, oh, I'm very clear on this. I know we were gonna wrap up, but I, I had to Come fill on, out I had, wrap up. I had to fill out a form the other day. And I filled out this form apparently four years ago. Mm-hmm. And I was asked to fill out this form again a couple of days ago. And so I remembered, oh, I filled this form out before and I went back. And the same answers that I was giving today were the same answers that I gave four years ago. Okay. Which was a check for me that, oh, okay, you're clear on this. Because I wasn't all over, I mean, it was almost word for word what I wrote today. And then I went back and I looked. And And I have been intentional in trying to live a life where I am clear on why I feel the way I feel about certain things, that's that good. I do things the way that I do. Because, because I think that's how that's how you get to live in an authentic life that is true and authentic and genuine to you. Child honey, what is that for? <laughs> Why well, leave it today? You give it that for. You know, and it, it just made me, it was just like a little check for me. So sometimes when you check out those things that are going well. Yeah, that's right. It may just, you know, just giving you a check for yourself. Just check yourself to just make sure that you're on the right path. That's so good. Yeah. That's yeah. so good. Because you don't want to get down a path and say, why am I on this path? I never really wanted to be here. How did I get down here? Mm-hmm. I didn't want to be here. This wasn't the path I wanted. But it sounded good at the time. Right. Right. Somebody's been pushing me to, uh, a couple of people have been saying, you should get your PhD. Mm-hmm. And I haven't moved forward in it because I haven't figured out why. Mm-hmm. But if I just listen to everybody saying, oh my God, you should get your PhD. And I think it's a great goal. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying anything negative about those that have pushed me. So that those that are encouraging me, thank you. I appreciate the faith and the belief. But why do you want that? Mm-hmm. Do you want a PhD for your ego? Or do you need a PhD to do what you're doing? Right. To do what you want to do. Right. Why do you want it? It's a good thing. Or do you even want it? Or do you even want it? Is it something that you want to do? Or is it something that you're just, that you should do? That you're being told to do? Or Or sounds good. It would be great for you to do. Yeah. Do you want to spend $100,000 on that? Mm Mm-hmm. That you got to pay back? Right. Like, even when it's positive things, you need to examine. Don't assume that just because it's a positive thing that it's not attached to something negative. Oh, that it ooh, can't yes. be attached to some negative underlying feeling. And you won't know that until you examine it. Yes. That's good. And it's not to, and it's and sometimes it's not changing the the goal. It's just changing the intention. That's right. It's changing the why yeah. you want to do it. Right. Or realizing I don't really need to do it. Mm-hmm. Or I really do need to do this. And now I'm more convicted and now I'm clearer on why I should do it. Because because like you, you know, I pull up the application to schools all the time and then they say write an essay and I'm like, and off. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but then once you're clear on that, when you someone might... offers you, 
you should get your PhD. You know what you can say? You could be like like Oprah when they say you should run for president. And she was like, oh, no, I'll never do that. Mm-hmm. You will know. No, I'll never do the PhD program. Yeah. That's just, that doesn't interest me. I don't or you'll say, absolutely. Anymore. And this is why. No, I'm not. Because oh, when, that's right. Because when the times get hard, you're going to have to refer back to the why. You're going to have to refer back to your intention. That's and if right. your intention is wrong, you're not going to be able to sustain. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> that's so good. Okay, y'all, I'm going to tell y'all why that's so good. Because for my current role, I told you this is my first role and position where it's not rooted in helping others. It's not rooted in that. It was rooted in, this is a great opportunity, and I made the move. I've been unhappy in that role more than I've been happy in it. Mm -hmm. Happy in the role. Now, all of the role has a great title. I do great things in the role that will probably make somebody else that was looking for achievement very happy. But it does not me. So, what have I learned? Just when you said that, what did I learn? The achievement thing doesn't make me happy. Mm Mm-hmm. So why are you still chasing achievement? Mm-hmm. You're moving to another role that hits your achievement buttons and has the look of success because of the things that you do, but you will not be happy. And it does not sustain you. Mm-hmm. Work is my lowest area in my life. My professional career is an area that's completely out of balance in my life. Mm-hmm. It's the one place where I have no balance. But it's because I was chasing the wrong thing. And until I fixed it, until I fixed the intention right, and fixed that part, mm-hmm. I could move into any other position and I would still find myself unhappy. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. so good. Because is it that you're expecting it to fulfill you? And it's not. When it is not designed to do that. You know, a lot of times we say, I need a job. And so you take a job because you need a job. And then you get in the job and you want it to sustain you. Or to fulfill you. That was never the intention of that job. It was to pay these bills. It was to pay these bills. And so now that intention, you have to find it somewhere else, that fulfillment somewhere else. But what we do is that we keep trying to make the job be the thing that fulfills us when it was never designed to do that. And you could even go the other way. So I took a job because it fulfilled me, but it doesn't pay my bills. And now I'm mad at the job because it's not paying my bills. Ooh, but what was your intention in taking the role? Because I wanted to be fulfilled. Yes. And so now I got to go get that second job to pay my bills. But I'm clear that that was my intention. And so now when you start looking for the next job, your intention is to find the job that fulfills you and pays Pays your bills. Or pays the bills and doesn't fulfill you because you you found fulfillment somewhere else. Because you found fulfillment somewhere Mm -hmm. else. It all comes back to intention. And understanding why you want what you want. The why behind the why. Exactly. This one was good. It was. (laughs) (laughs) We don't want to stop talking. We're getting longer. Y'all, we hope that you all learned something today that will help you. In our conversation, I can tell you now, me and Tisa are probably going to continue to massage this thing. Because we learning. We learning from each other. We hope that you learned something today. Thank you for joining us today on Boss. This is Boss. This is Boss.